And greetings, podcasters. Welcome to episode number 48. Thomas Miller with you here on Subconscious Mind Mastery. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope your summer is going well if you are north of the equator. And hope your winter is going well if you are south of the equator. I had the chance to fly not long ago from Dallas, Texas via Hong Kong over to Singapore. Gave a speech on behalf of our company. Took a nap. Had some dinner with some some of the attendees of the conference, got on the airplane and flew back. <laughs> it was welcome to the the new reality, right? Welcome to the new world. Check out podcast number forty seven. But Singapore is basically on the equator, and I I didn't realize how close to the equator it was, and it has a very equatorial, warm and uh, muggy climate there. But it's consistent; stays in the in Fahrenheit, in the upper 80s, low 90s, in the summertime at least, this time of year, that's what it was. And then, of course, a little bit cooler in the winter, but not by much. There were several attendees at this energy conference that came from Australia. And, of course, it's winter there. So I've decided that I need an above-the-equator residence and a below-the-equator residence. And then I'm done. It's perfect. I'm noticing right now that in Sydney, Australia, it's 50 degrees Fahrenheit. See, there you go. And it's about 97 in Dallas today. So, uh, oh, to be in Sydney. Love you guys in Australia. Now, what I just did right there is a perfect example and springboard for what we're going to talk about today. The four horsemen of manifesting. They are vibration, intention, desire, and resistance. We'll come back to all of that in just a second, but I wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping. The Trilogy, the number three book in the audiobook series by Fred Dodson, first book out, Reality Creation Techniques, second book out, Parallel Universes of Self, third book under production, Levels of Energy. These are all audiobooks read by me, and they are two of them are available on Audible. One of them is available only on my computer because I'm putting it together right now. But uh, the other two, Reality Creation Technique and Parallel Universes of Self, are available. Parallel Universes of Self, the one just released recently. Go to audible.com and get it. It is an incredible thesis on how the universe works, how manifesting works, how creativity works, how you can navigate through all of it. We're going to be talking to Fred coming up. He's traveling, and as soon as we can get our schedules together, we are going to do a little podcast interview and tell you more about the book from his perspective. But I'll just tell you from mine, it is amazing. And what I said on the last podcast is that Fred has had several people, including now I would add myself to the list, of people who started on various projects related to uh, parallel universes of self, whether it was, in my case, the audiobook or translating it into different languages, and had incredible things happen in their lives, and they weren't able to fulfill their assignment. Well, we did. We got all the way to the end. The book was complete, and it is now up for sale on Audible and iTunes, Parallel Universes of Self, by Fred Dodson, narrated by moi, Thomas Miller. Go get it. It is awesome, and it will change your life. And uh, if you get in it and study it like we were talking about, let it immerse in, then good things will start happening in your life. It is a an incredible resource, and Levels of Energy is going to be equally amazing, and we'll get that done just as soon as we can. Got to get behind the mic and crank it out, and that's what we're doing. Personal update, everything is going great, just like you heard in podcast number 47. But there are several things that have come up since we last spoke, and I wanted to bring these to light because I think it's 
again, it's no matter where you are in your journey or where you are in your process of working through things that you are doing to create a better life, these will come to get you. You ever have something great happen and then something bad happens afterwards or you get into a great relationship and then you sabotage the relationship and it ends and you realize you wonder how do you create this cycle of victory, defeat, something good, something not good, something you desire, something you don't. And you just wish it could stair step on up. Well, I, I hope today that this talk will unlock some thoughts on that of why we seem to zig and zag and why it just goes this way and that. Part of that is just life. Remember, it's life is a journey. It's an ebb and a flow and not it's not a parabolic line. It's not a ladder leaning against a wall. But if you also own that we create everything and if you understand this dynamic that we're going to talk about today, then you can control the pitch of the ladder And I think you can also control the zigs and the zags. So let's dive into this. This is some good stuff. All right. Think about my little analogy at the beginning, right? You know that I don't like hot weather and I live in one of the hottest places in the universe. There are a few others that are hotter, but not very many. Okay. Vibration, intention, desire, resistance. Let's just pick each one of those apart briefly to get on the same page. Vibration. Some of the best material you'll ever hear on vibration, you already know. It comes from Esther Hicks, Abraham. Go there to ingest that. I'll tell you another great resource that I like a lot is Good Vibe University. I've mentioned this on several other podcasts. It's run. It's a website run by Jeanette Maw, and she has some really good material on keeping your vibration high. She gets that vibration creates. It's, it's a tuning fork. It's a harmonic tuning fork that sends out energy from you into the universe and draws into you things that match that vibration. It's a switch that is always on, and you cannot turn it off. It wakes up with you when you get up in the morning. It goes to bed with you when you close your eyes to go to sleep, and it is always on. Another person who really gets it as far as vibration is concerned, and it's kind of a, he taught it in an older technology, but Tony Robbins You know how Tony Robbins loves to move his body. I mean, he's a big guy anyway, right? He's like six, seven and has a big head and big shoulders and big teeth and talks about all of that. And I've met Tony. I've traveled with Tony and Tony's a he is a big guy. He's just a big person. And as he was putting his material together in the late 70s and early 80s, as a young guy, Tony realized that he had to change his state. That's his techn- his teaching, his technology is change your state. Change your state, change your outcome. What he's really saying is change your vibration. And for him, the way to do that was to move his body. As he says, you can't be physically depressed if you're moving. What does depression look like physically? Your shoulders are rolled in, your head is down, your voice is soft. You kind of put your head down, you don't make eye contact. That's And in that vibration, it's going to be virtually impossible to attract attract into your life those things that you want. So for Tony, it became a matter of moving himself physically. That got him in the vibration of creativity and power and confidence. And with that, he just used these principles. And they weren't being taught like they are today, but that's what he was putting out there. So even 30 years ago, he got it. He wasn't teaching it as vibration, but he was teaching it as what energy you put out, your state you will get back. And I know for sure, I've seen it with my own eyes, that before Tony ever goes out onto a stage or to speak or 
anything where he's in front of the public. He always brings his physiology up to the level of what he wants to perform. In other words, he changes his vibration by changing his physical body. Now, that's one way of doing it. Some people would be more effective doing this through meditation, like almost the total opposite. Some people through music, some through poetry or literature. It doesn't matter the expression. We are all so wonderfully unique. The point is, you have to find that thing which stimulates you to change your vibration to its highest level or to the level of what you want to draw into your life. So look around. Whatever is out there, the little pieces of the puzzle, all the things that are in front of you, all the things that you can touch, the history, your bank account, your health, everything is related to the vibration that you've been putting out over the last several years. And that's a great point to segue to horseman number two, which is intention. Intention is really the key. That's if you if you were unlocking a manifesting door and bringing things into your life, the key to unlock that door would be intention. Chapter five of Parallel Universes of Self. Fred talks about the pure technique. He outlines a five step process that you can draw anything into your life. And what it is a summary of is intention combined with removing desire and resistance. And that's where we get hung up because we will set an intention. There's a fine line between horseman number two and horseman number three, between intention and desire. And all too often we hang on to desire. Desire means I don't have something and it creates lack. There's a space between desire and I want, I need, I have to have, I don't have. I have to live in a colder climate. I want to live in a colder climate. I need to live in a colder climate. All of that is desire, and it creates the gap of I'm living in a hot climate. I'm not living in a cold climate. And that gap, paradoxically, in the universe will only continue to widen. It becomes farther away from you, not closer. The more you want something the harder it's going to be to get. And that right there is the heart or the meat of parallel universes of self. Because what Fred outlines is that any possibility, any realm, think of infinity, think of vastness that never ends. Any reality you could possibly want already exists somewhere in the universe. And intention is the portal from where you are into another reality. And it's through intention. Like Wayne Dyer says, the two greatest words in human language, I am. You intend something, not desire something. Intention then becomes a declaration into a new reality that already exists. You just step into it by declaration. And then you let the universe work out the details of how that's going to become tangible and how you're going to hold it in your hand. So do you see why it's very important then to have clear intentions? (laughs) You know, if you say, I want to live in a colder climate, be careful. Your ass is going to end up in Siberia is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) You get the point because your intention with that focus goes out into the universe and that starts the process of its creation. Now, there are two things that will keep it away from you. I just mentioned the one. It's the thin line, desire, horseman number three. When you say, I really, really want X, all the universe hears is lack, removal, 
distance, gap. It does not hear the longing, the wanting, the yearning. It doesn't feel that emotion. All it gets is gap, lack, distance. So you have to separate the emotion and the ego out of the desire, and you have to transmute it or morph it into a purely stated intention. The fourth horseman is resistance, and resistance paradoxically will bring things toward you, and you can't try to fool it. So again, don't say I really don't want a million dollars in my bank account by the end of the month. That's not going to work either. In fact, that would probably be a double whammy because really that's a desire combined with the element of resistance. I mean, it would just push it farther away. So don't go there. This is all about intention. This is about eliminating these falsehoods that we bring into our lives of desire and resistance. That most people are trained to want things and not want certain other things. I was certainly trained that way. My God, got a doctorate in that one, and that's not how. It works. I will tell you if that's how you believe or how you've been taught from your upbringing, your past. The quicker you can treat that like a whiteboard and erase it clean, and start over using the tools of intention and vibration, your life will radically change and change quickly. There's one little exercise you might consider on this area of resistance, and I would not suggest you do this with your spouse or your significant other. Have somebody else, a buffer, somebody who you can tune out and turn off when you need to, because because this gets a little bit sticky. This is in your face, right? But have somebody listen to your dialogue for several days. This would have to be somebody that you're around enough to make this productive for you, and generally that's your spouse or your significant other. But if you had someone listen to what you say and catch all of your points of resistance and point them out to you, not only your words but your gestures, your body language, what you're focused on, how you respond to things, and what you'll find is that you resist things a lot more than you could imagine. And if you're in the middle of some great manifestation. A lot of times you'll sabotage this, and this is the point that I wanted to make. Someone pointed me to Eckhart Tolle's New Earth chapters five and six recently. That's where he describes the pain body. I likened it to the、uh, to the bridge keeper that I'd mentioned in several of the earlier podcasts. That setup of your subconscious emotions, the pain body in Tolle's description is. That inner part of you that is driven by emotions and the ego that connects to those painful experiences of your past, and whether those experiences are from this lifetime or if you adopt the philosophy of brought in with you from past lifetimes, but it's those emotional scars, that pain, and just like the bridge keeper will always flare those things back up in front of you, the pain body, as Tolle describes it, will always bring you to that point. I would encourage you to go. Pick that up. It's a great little read. It doesn't take long to read if you just read those two chapters, Tolle's The New Earth, chapters five and six. But what I really like is that he sets the stage and creates the warning that when things start to get good, okay, look, go back, podcast forty-seven, right? Things have shifted in my life, and what's the biggest danger? The biggest danger now is that the pain body. Is simmering. It's lurking. It's been down there, unsatisfied. It's kind of like 
Think about when you haven't had sex for a long time and you just and then finally, you know, it's like this unquenched raging desire. And that's the pain body wants to feel pain. It has to connect with that emotion. And if things have been riding high, riding high, riding high, the pain body is subdued and it knows that it's not going to be able to get your attention emotionally, physically, spiritually. So it just lies in that dormant state, unsatisfied and waiting for that next thing to come along that it can lock onto and bring that pain back. And that's, in essence, what Tolle's argument is, is that most of the world, folks, most of the world goes along with their pain body in complete free reign of their emotions. He talks about it in the media, the movies that are created, literature that's created is all an expression of the pain body. And who fills the theaters and buys the books are people wanting to scratch that itch. And it's something that most people are not even aware of. But when those sabotages come in and when those negative things start to cross your path, especially after something positive, it's generally this. This is the perfect description of the process of what's going on. There is that emotional subconscious part of you that is looking for the failure. So when something comes up that it can connect to, then it jumps back on top of your emotions and just takes control. Oh, see, this is too good to be true. See, this guy really is cheating on you. He's got five other girls going at the same time. I told you this wasn't going to last. See, you really can't keep money in your bank account after all. You know, it's all of that. So you have to realize that there is a part of you, this subconscious emotional part of you, that wants to connect all the time to those negative emotions from the past. I'll borrow another one from Tony Robbins. I don't know why I'm gravitating to his material here, but I think it's totally relevant. He talks about whenever you, you know, like take a newlywed couple. They get married and husband comes home from work and wife has been at home all afternoon. She's got a beautiful dinner ready. He comes and just sweeps her up off of her feet and kisses her and gives her a big hug. And we won't talk about what the rest of what they do right before dinner. But anyway, um, he's creating a state of this incredible love and acceptance. And I can't wait to get home to you. And then a few weeks or months or whatever period of time in, he comes home and he throws his bag on the ground. He grabs a beer out of the refrigerator and he goes and plops himself down in the, hi, where are you? What's for dinner? Well, what that just did is it created a pain body that that relationship will experience over and over and over because he will emotionally try to go back and connect to that. And so will she. And you can look back through your life and find all kinds of examples from your childhood, your siblings, your parents. School, work, all those environments that comprise your life all trigger these pain body episodes. They create them from those types of emotions, and then your pain body wants to reconnect them. If you've ever been fired, it's easy to be fired again. If you've ever been through a divorce, you know sometimes they come in twos and threes. And this is why it's the pain body. It's the subconscious mind going back and reconnecting to that. So about now, I could imagine what you're probably thinking right now. Crap, I'm screwed. If you keep running that same pattern, yes, you are, because it's almost unavoidable. This is one of the big, big areas of the subconscious mind. But there's a way out, and fortunately, it's a pretty quick way out, and it doesn't cost you anything. Well, I would say go buy Tolle's book if you don't own it already. Give him the credit where credit is due. Buy The New Earth and go to chapters 5 and 6. But basically, the solution is conscious awareness. It's becoming consciously aware that this process exists, number one, not resisting it, 
acknowledge it for that it's there. It's part of the plurality of the universe. When you recognize it and acknowledge it, in other words, bring conscious awareness to it, it diffuses so much of the sting or the power or the ability of the pain body to connect with those emotional experiences that are going on all the time around you. So simply being aware, oh, this is my pain body. This is the bridge keeper speaking. Remember some of the early podcasts we talked about this. For those of you who have listened to most of the series, you can dialogue with the bridge keeper. Oh, Mr. Bridge Keeper, how have you been? Haven't heard from you for a while. Let's talk about this. I don't think I'm seeing it the same way anymore. Here, let's try a different approach. You can also comfort the pain body. You can say, you know, that happened so long ago. You know, it's like these situations that came up with my mom and somebody complimented me just the other day about how so much of that used to be very present in my conversation. And now it's just not even almost there. It's you just let it roll off. You tell your pain body, you tell your bridge keeper, you know, my mom is gone now. Let's let her rest in peace and let's go on with our life. We don't have to drag that stuff that happened so long ago into the future now. And remember, the more emotion that's involved, the more that ego is connected with it. So this is where I'm thinking the topic of divorce, right? Because usually divorces tend to be some of the highest emotional things that uh, that we go through on a negative basis. And that really creates a magnetic force out there to try to draw other types of similar energies our direction. So you can really take a lot of the sting out of the tail by diffusing it with awareness and dialogue. The second key is acceptance. Now, remember our four horsemen. Acceptance is along the lines of vibration and intention. Acceptance, think about acceptance, is not desire or resistance. And again, Tolle, you know Tolle's message, being present. So you're not reliving the past. You're not projecting the future. You're just being present now. You're accepting what is, whatever that is, without regret for the past, without fear of the future, you are accepting the present reality now. And then you just shift and deal with that. It's the perfect platform to create the vibration and the intention that we were talking about at the very beginning. All too often, though, when we find ourselves present now, we either are desiring something we don't have or we're resisting something that we don't want. And again, that takes us to the past or the future. And that's not the point. So when these things come about, they will come about. Let them allow the emotion, allow it to be there, and then just hold it in your hand as an observer. Talk to it, dialogue with it, shift it, change the direction, change the intensity, change the emotion, and just go back to being present and saying, this is what I intend. I am dot, dot, dot. State your intention. Feel the vibration of what it feels like that that has unfolded for you. Create all the visual realities, the imaging, the pictures. If you have to do a scrapbook, do a vision board, do something to create a visual of it. The visual combined with the emotion, combined with the feeling, combined with the statement, that declaration, and then stepping around, stepping over desire and resistance. And then you go about living in the new reality, not living like the new reality. That's a gap. You see the fine line, and that's the practice. That's what you have to work out. That's where a coach comes in very, very handy because they can bump you from one side of that line to the other. It's really easy to cross over into desire. You stay in that space of it is so. It is done. 
I am and live that way. And let the universe work out the details. Let go of the details. It's not your job. And then the greatest thing of the universe is one day the surprise will come. The phone will ring. The email will arrive. The letter will come in the mail. The universe is full of delicious surprises. And that's what will happen. And then all of a sudden you'll look around like I was recently landing in Hong Kong, China, on my way to a speaking engagement in Singapore and realizing that I had wanted to become an international speaker. Specifically, I had wanted to travel to the Far East. I was on my way to Singapore. I was landing in Hong Kong and I realized, wow, this is what it's like. This is it. And what came over next was just an incredible sense of gratitude. Wherever you are on your journey, don't desire, don't resist. Vibrate and intend. And if you're so inclined, send me a message through the contact box on the website at subconsciousmindmastery.com or send me an email to thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com and let me know how it's going for you. I'd love to hear. Thanks for listening to number 48. I wish you the very best on your path of creating a life that you absolutely love. And along the way, enjoy the journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.